This is good afternoon from Sydney, Australia. This is your host Nick. Uh, join, joining me today, yeah, uh, we have Mitsu, who was privileged enough and had the honour to actually be there for the the Thavma, the the, the night of nights, uh, you can call it, uh, for the the great win uh, we had over Villarreal. Before we get on to that, we're going to touch firstly uh, on the Protasima, the domestic league, and more so uh, just quickly touching base with the Panitoli Kos win. It was a big win, uh, 5-0, a hat-trick of goals to Bernard, and we'll get on to him. He's been like a new signing, and also good to see Aitor scoring from the penalty spot, and Magnussen added a fifth late on with a uh, header off a corner. Your thoughts on that, Mitsu? Um, I think you summed it up well. It was a great performance. I mean, Agrino is a tough place to play no matter what. Um, I think we've had a couple stumbles there as well over the years. So it was definitely good to see a strong performance, not just getting the three points, but dominating, playing well, uh, kind of establishing ourselves as we're really getting into the heat of the Protathima. And it was a great way to warm up before Europa League. I think that was the big thing as well. Well, mentality-wise, it just set it up perfectly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The players Everyone... were ready to go. Yeah. Um, not, not only that as well. It's the fact that we've got squad depth now. Mm-hmm. Last season, that was an Achilles heel because we we didn't have that. And Yova, Papa Dimitriou, the the club, they they've addressed that. I think. Yeah, it could be like everyone. We all wanted that that winger to come in late on in the window. But overall, you look at now guys like Yedvay, Palmer Brown, Arao, the depths improved out of sight, and we're seeing it in these results. To Agrino traditionally has been a tough place for us to go. The last season, we needed a late winner. The season before, Jovanovic's first season, we actually lost there. Oh. So it hasn't been a, a tradition, traditionally a happy hunting ground for us. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're in all sorts. Uh, Panatolikos and good to get the win. But Bernard, yeah, hasn't he been sensational? Yeah, I think. And we're going to bring this topic into the Villarreal game. But I think he's really cemented into that number 10 role. I don't know if it was because Jovanovic was experimenting or if it was because Bernard wanted to, but last season he was playing out on the wing a lot and he's not at that level anymore. He doesn't have the speed mainly to do that like he used to. So I don't know if it was because of Jovanovic or because of um, because of Bernard wanting to play out there, but now it seems like he's just a standard number 10 in the midfield. I... Definitely, I think the positional switch has worked wonders for him. And I remember sitting here in the preseason, one of our early, early episodes with Panatha fan and Sergio, we were writing the guy off. We were happy mm-hmm. to, to see the back of him. And he, he's, he, honestly, he's like a new signing. I think also, traditionally, the players that come from the Middle Eastern leagues back to Europe, that first season is a struggle. Now, he's acclimatized. He's had the full preseason under his belt with Jovanovic, the players. And that's also worked wonders because he, he did have a good preseason. He was getting amongst the goals. Yeah. yeah. Anything else uh, on Panetolikos? No, I think that's it. I mean, it was exciting to see, but everyone was looking until Thursday. Even as we scored the second and third goal, I think everyone's mind just started looking four days down the road. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let, let, let's get on to it. That's the big one. That's why we're here. Uh, Panathinaikos 2, Villarreal nil. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get on to your whole day experience because, uh, as I said at the top of the show, you had the honour, the, the privilege of being there and witnessing 
another magical European night in our illustrious history. Uh, before that, uh, the goal scorers in this game, uh, Fortis Ioannidis, well-worked goal, sensational finish. We haven't seen a, a goal and a finish like that since the Marcus Berg days. Uh, that came at the back end of the first half in the 38th minute. Then a nice individual goal the, towards the back end of the second half. Ioannidis' uh, replacement, Andras Borad, who many of us thought would get the start in this game, he came on and, and finished nicely to set up the 2 win. And in fairness to, to us, it could have been more. We missed some big chances. You you think when Vilena breaks through the back end of the game, he had options left and right. If he mm-hmm. passed up probably to the right, there's a goal there. Then I thought of the ball falls to him in stoppage time in the box and he crosses it across to Magnuson. Magnuson, if he pokes that in as well. We, we left some goals out as well. But overall, I'm over the moon with it. I'm, I had a good feeling about this game heading into it. Tell me about your day from start to finish. Yapame. Uh, okay, so... I wake up, of course, We I went out the night before, so waking up, trying to get myself ready for the day, and my cousin that I was going to the game with um, texts me, and he's like, be there at 5.30 max. There's going to be traffic, there's going to be security, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I spoke with my dad, who's back in the States, and I don't know how he heard about it, but he's like, uh, the Metro has a... The, the metro is striking today, so be careful. Figure out how you're going to get there. I was like, shit, okay? So I start, what time did I leave? 3.30, quarter of four. I left my house in Virona, which is like slightly, like in the center of Athens. And I'm trying to figure out how to get to Oaka. I asked a couple people in this mini market near me. They're like, aren't you leaving early? I was like, whatever, I'll go. I take one bus so right in the center and then i'm waiting for another bus that's supposed to take me straight to Oaka. i see these two young kids they showed up they were wearing full panathinaikos gear i had my cascol here under my under my shirt as i was on the bus and everything i was trying to be careful um so i see these two kids we're waiting for the bus we walk to another bus station because it never came we find another group of four or five guys. We walk to another bus, bus uh, stop. That was taking forever. So I was just like, boys, I'm taking a taxi. If anyone wants to come, you're welcome to join. I walk, you know, a, f- a few feet and I stop at the Periptero first. And my the app they have to get the taxi, nothing's coming by. I was like, okay, okay. I grab a, uh, a bira, mia alfa, from the periptero, and I call down a taxi. I'm like, uh, you know, will you take me to Amapasoaca? And he gives me a look, like, give me your beer and I'll I'll take you. I was like, you want my beer? You want this beer? He's like, go get me a can and I'll take you. I look at him. He pulled over, put his, put his hazards on. I was like, okay. So I get two more beers, one for me, one for him. <laughs> now the video you said it was it was late it was late night here so the game off at Sydney time two forty five a.m. I had a late one from all the nerves and excitement all rolled into one your video and your messages they cracked me up the guy was drinking the beer while driving yeah 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 I gave it to him he cracked it open right away and at that point so I I got into the center around like. 
five, the latest. And at that point, it, it had gone to like six, six thirty here. So kickoff was seven forty-five Greek time. Seven forty-five. So as like it was, it was rolling on. So I was trying to get there, and so yeah, he he asked for a beer. I got him. I got him the beer. He cracked it open while while he was driving. And I guess he was a Panathinaikos fan. He was like, "Oh, me you know." So he was he was pretty cool. Uh, he asked me for a cigarette. I told him at first I didn't have one because I I was running low, so I didn't know what I had on me. I checked. I was like, "Ah, you know, whatever. I'll give him one." Because with the beers that I with I bought with the beers that I bought, I I was running low on cash. I had eight euro at that point. I was like, "I really hope this is enough." Worst case, I give him my second beer and. We call it a day. And thank God he brought me right outside of Oaka, asked me only for seven euro. I was like, okay, perfect. That was it. Um, you know, I walked around a little bit, kind of took in the atmosphere. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of people. It was really nice to see. And yeah, and then we went in. I went in pretty early. I got there, let's say around 6.30, quarter to seven, and it was a little empty. Again, it was expected. A lot of people were saying this, that with the with the metro strike and some bus drivers were on strike as well. So it was all over the place. A lot of people seemed to either cancel or try and find other people to take their tickets. So whatever, I think we got like 55,000, I think the tickets sold were at 60 65 and speaking on that i don't know if anyone else noticed while watching the game on tv but there were no Villarreal fans there my guess is that people traveled people had tickets but coming from spain if there's no metro people don't know how to won't figure out how to take the bus to waka from wherever they have their hotels that's my guess at least i don't know what happened maybe we'll hear in the coming days um, I but, did pick up on that. We we yeah. chatted off fair briefly, and I, I did pick up on that. The upper the upper tier, the opposite end of gate thirteen, that little corner there, that pocket, there were about three three theaters there that were vacant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely completely empty. So I I assumed that's where the you had seats there. Must be said. Yeah, I was in theater four. So uh, if you're in theater de Catria on the above. Whatever the above stands on the left, so I had a great view of the whole stadium, and even would I was able to see Fira de Catria over there while we were playing as well. Um, generally, everyone was optimistic, even going into it. Like I, I mentioned it to a couple people as I was going to the game. I was like, one nil, two one, we'll win. A friend of mine from the States texted me before the game. He was like, do you guys, are they going to win today? I was like, yes. Nothing else. I was just like, yes. He ended up putting money on Panathinaikos, thankfully. So good on him. Um, it, it's funny you say that. I was, I was confident as well. I know we were pretty much, we were written off basically by non-Panathinaikos fans. But you, once you dig deeper to Villarreal's season, there were problems there. They've already sacked their coach. They sold off three of their best players. Their league form has been patchy at best. Short turnaround to fly to Greece, playing in front of a hostile crowd. 
and it showed, didn't it? Early on, from the opening minutes, really, from from the opening whistle, we pressed the hell out of them, and we suffocated them with our energy. What? How was the crowd? What was the vibe like in that first twenty minutes? I'm talking before the goal. It was, it was very energetic, very hostile from the Villarreal perspective, definitely. Um, look, it's weird because you could definitely tell that people were missing that. It wasn't that a hundred percent, but I mean, everyone, everyone there put on a good show um, in terms of you know chants and yelling. It was very, it was a very good atmosphere. Um, the there was no tifo. I some of us were expecting something a little more choreographic. They had. Um, you must have caught it uh, with the the green and white till I die. Yeah, 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 but I didn't. I couldn't see that from where I was sitting. Yeah, because you're in the corner at the left, at the top. Yeah, and even the fireworks, the the smoke show there before the game, um, from the angle that I was sitting, it just looked like a like a green, just like a green pop off. But then I saw some pictures, you know, from looking straight at Fira de Catria, yeah. and it was like green with white in the middle it was very very nice like after when i saw the pictures it looked really good so then talk to me about the the well firstly the goal and then the celebrations that followed so because you, you had a bird's eye view for that that was that was right in front of you yeah 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 that side it, it was the side that we were sitting on when we scored the first goal um I'm trying to think. There were a couple other chances, I think, before uh, with Palacios going down the right-hand side. He had a chance and I think a header. Yeah, he hit the side well. netting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, we were playing well uh, that first half. Villarreal had one chance down the left-hand side where I think it was the left back or the left winger where he kind of cut in and took a shot with his right. So it we were playing well. People were happy, but it was still tense. Uh, there was a sense of if we can't score now before before the half ends, then it might be a different story. So there was that, you know, as we were getting into the fourth. You are right. You know, the... Well, the goal came, yeah. You know, so the goal came in the 38th, but you are right. They The only time in the whole match where I felt under pressure was that one moment where they broke on a quick transition and yep. it fell to that Morales. And that was, I, I thought they were going to score, but he put it off target. For me, yeah. that was their only big chance. Apparently, they had one shot on target. I can't even remember it. But in your league, for me, it was like a spectator virtually for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, for the most part. And and I should, it must be said that uh, there was no Gotira slander in the stadium either. That's, I, I was really surprised. It's just us, is it? I don't know. I mean, he played well. He played well in fairness. So, played I well. mean, there, played very there were well. definitely some some murmurs in the beginning and before the game. A little, you know, concern about that right-hand side. But as the game went on, people seemed to be confident in his abilities. And even that's why I wanted to mention it. Even that chance that came down his side, he wasn't really to blame. It's not like he stepped wrong and got passed or anything He's like that. He, yeah. He, he went up, he was, like you said, it was part of, tr of a transition for Vigarreal. Uh, 
Godzilla went up. I, you know, he tried to make something happen offensively, and he was just caught on the on the counter. Like, you know, it it happens. Nothing really that you can blame him for. And they didn't score, so it didn't matter anyways. But the no, goal, that's right. and then the, well, the the most pleasing, yeah, the goal. It was for the, for me the most pleasing thing. It was a goal, quite literally, uh, made in Greece, assisted by Godzilla's. And mm-hmm. superbly, superbly finished by Fortis Ioannidis, the man who, who's banging form at the moment. Yeah, he's really – and he played he played well before and after the goal as well, you know, pressing, connecting, yeah. play up front. Um, there, was a, there was a moment – a lot of the people, at least where we were sitting, paused because given that it was such a tough angle, we didn't know – if it went in, if it hit the side net, and then everyone was looking at the offside flag as well. So there was there was definitely a pause, but once it was confirmed, it it was a madhouse in there. Capnogona went off. Uh, Horto Magico started. It was it was insane. Uh, no, I, as I keep saying to you, what I would give to to have been in there for that moment. What I would give, and as as, as we said, expertly finished. Cool, calm, collected. You, I knew this. If he can add some goals to his game, the sky's the limit for the kid. He's still young, and if he can bag five, six Europa League goals this season, imagine his value. What he's going to be worth to us? Goal yeah. scorers are rare these days, and he's someone who needs to be given a crack, especially for for the ethnic year. But that's a whole different discussion. Uh, he took this goal very nicely, and as you said, it wasn't just a goal. He was a candidate for man of the match overall. He, he set the t- the tone, the tempo up front. He led the press whilst he was on. Yeah, there were a couple. Sensational from Yanni. There are a couple instances where it even looked like he was gonna take the ball off of the goalie or the defender, and I mean he was there the whole time, the whole sixty minutes he played. Um, and yeah, the goal—that's the big thing. A tough angle, you know. You chip the goalie from there. It takes the skill and the mentality to that's it to that's finish it off. And... So as you said, it came right, right, right before half time. Psychologia again, mentality was there. We we had a good win in the Protathlima before. Goal comes at a good moment. Half time. We come out for the second half. There was a very brief period where Villarreal tried to mount pressure. I personally didn't feel that we were in any danger, but they tried. That went off. Jovanovic made the subs. Not only the right subs, he made them at the right time for me. That that was very crucial. Bringing on the 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 Araos, the the Zurisits, the, those types of players. Yeah. Well, Villarreal made their substitutions first, right? So correct. There, there were those three subs that were made right at the hour mark, and those were the three main starters essentially for Villarreal. Um, I don't think they underestimated us I think with the new coach and I think it was just a, a matter of rotation and experimentation not underestimating us I mean you know it, yeah no but, you're right you're spot on it was a haphazard setup for them they, they made I, I heard in the commentary that, that I had here in Australia they had they made nine changes to the side that played on the weekend and one in the in La Liga whereas for us we've got we're in our third full season of Jovanovic the players know each other inside out. They know the system inside out. And it mm-hmm. shows 
they 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 mm-hmm. they were just sort of thrown together. Whereas we're well and truly now groove now uh, under Jovanovic, mm-hmm. and on and we're going to get on to men of the match and all that. But it, it's all on Jovanovic, isn't it? It was just a masterclass it, with the subs, the tactics, the decision to start. Ioannidis was the right one. Uh, how good for for me, Schenkerveld? That was like the Schenkerveld of, of old. He he was sensational, an absolute rock at the back. Nothing got past him. He had a blinder. Uh, oh, for me personally, Bernard was my man of the match. I know Sturge, he he wanted to be on. Uh, he couldn't couldn't make it with, with work commitments. For him, Palacios was his man of the match. That was echoed. Uh, that sentiment was echoed by many others as well. Uh, who was your man of the match? I mean, the case could be made for anybody. I think, I don't know, for for me, either Foti, I, I have a soft spot for him. But uh, in this game, I think someone that went a little bit under the radar was Sedin as well. Um, His best game in a very long time. Yeah. Um, I think similarly to Bernard, now he's cemented his role as a number eight. And I think it fits him very well, much better than a 10 that he played a little bit at times more often last season. Um, I think, and I, his role was basically connecting between Perez and Bernard and as well as uh, pressure on the defensive end. And I, th- I think he played very well. Um, you know, connecting passes in the midfield, we really had control of the of the midfield in a good amount of the game. <clears throat> so, uh, your it, thoughts on the second goal? Look, I was happy for Sporad. I mean, I know he gets a lot of slander, and obviously, everyone wants to see him putting away his chances. And I was happy that he scored. And I know the chance was created by himself. He kind of took the ball at, at the edge of the box, opened up and took a shot. But he should have passed the ball. I don't remember who was open out left. He he should yes. have made that pass. He should have made that pass. The ball is on his left foot. Um it's on his it's on his weak foot. He's not, you know, he's not a Liberopolo, he's not a Vazeja where, you know, he has that strike outside the box. So I think taking the shot was the wrong was the wrong uh, choice there, and I don't know Falco bounce what happened, Reina being forty one years old and still playing. You know, he, I would have saved that. Crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I remember Reina playing for for my other team, Aston Villa. That was four years ago. He was a hero <laughs> four years ago. The guy's yeah. still around. I remember him as a young kid at Liverpool. Oh yeah, there there was a crazy state going around. He was in. He was playing for Barcelona in two thousand and one. We're in two thousand and twenty three, and he's forty one years old, and he's starting in a Europa League game. Pepe Reina, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean he, I mean two two chances really that came on to him was fought his chance, which you can't really do anything there. You only save it by not not diving, which you, you won't do. and But then Sporar's go. it looked like he got a hand on it and it just went through him. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, so I haven't I haven't seen the highlights or anything since. At 2-0, though, yeah. well, 2 nil felt like it was game over. For me on TV, I'm sure for, for you as well, being there, for me, as I said, ne- never really in danger. 
Villarreal, they, they could not lay a glove on us. They, they didn't get close to us. Talk to me now about the closing moments of the game and the full-time whistle in the atmosphere. Um, I think in both kind of moments, in the beginning of the second half and as it was the last, what, like 10, 15 minutes, there was a little bit of uh, some nerves going around. But main, it was more so during, you know, that first part of the second half when we were still up 1-0. Um, you could see a little bit, there were some, some of those moments where just silly mistakes, silly fouls. Um, but in the, after it was 2-0, there, there wasn't really any worry. There was a, I think that a foul towards the end, again, maybe there was a little concern, but everyone in, in the stadium, at least all the fans, no one was really too, too worried about it once we were 2-0 up. Uh, people were asking where and how was the, the yeah yeah go for it pe people were going on for a third goal everyone wanted a third one but as we said we had chances Villar yeah. inches wide the Aitor slash Magnuson there, there were chances there to make it 4-5 what was that what was that double chance that it was a shot from like the right off hand? the line yeah yeah uh, and then who, who was it was it Sporar? I can't remember who it was Palacios and Palacios was Palacios, and, but then the original the, one. Then it was cleared off the line. Yeah, who took the second shot that was cleared off the line? Mladenovic from memory. Maybe. And Maybe. and that's another now now that we're on that topic of Mladenovic, for me, when I saw the squad come out, we're missing us essentially our first string, our starting fullbacks, Juan Carlos and Vianidis. I thought Villarreal might have tried to expose us there, but they they held their own. Mladenovic, we know he's more attack-minded, so he's more suspect. Obviously, he's going to leave space behind him. And Kotsiras, as we said, he was solid. Yeah. He didn't really put a foot wrong for me. Yeah, no. Uh, I think Kotsiras showed that he's closer to Kotsiras. Uh, Kotsiras showed that he's closer to Vajanidis' level than absolutely than Mladenovic showed that he can be at Poincar's level. Mladenovic played well, though. I mean, like you said, there wasn't too much going down his his side. Um, the wingers changed at one point. Uh, Palacios was playing on, on Maldenovic's side at first, and then they switched with Mancini. Um, I think before the first goal, even. That's early on in the first half, they switched. Um, that and, if I remember correctly, Perez also kind of sat back towards, you know, that Magnus on Maldenovic's side, so that probably helped him out a lot as well. And but, how was the Horto Magico at the end, after the game had ended, with the it players? Was, it it looks sensational. It it was it was insane. You know, every, it was. I think it it really embodied and and showed how how far this club has come in the past 10 years and what we've been through on the field and off the field. There was a real, there was a real sentiment of togetherness and uh, a connection with the club that's, that's been absent for, for quite some time. Well, you, you and I, we remember the dark old days when we were struggling to get crowds of 5,000 at Oaxaca mm -hmm. in, in the, in the years where there was no investment. We were starting the year on, big points deductions 
we, we've we've been to hell and back with this club, and now the good moments have have returned again, and we're here to live them all. No, no other fan base deserves these moments more than us. And as you said, the togetherness is there. I think the players, the culture Jovanovic has created, that it must be a great environment because just before we actually got on, Mladenovic now new signing, Serbian, so culturally they're not super different to Greeks. But just mm. I was j- just on his Instagram before, he's driving through Athens and he's got Ikonomopoulos full blast. <laughs> That's what I mean. The guy's only been in Greece for a couple of months, really. Speaking and there's of, already that that harmony, that togetherness. Everyone's buying in. You can speaking, really see it. It's infectious. Speaking of Ikonomopoulos, I had tickets to see Tell me about Ikonomopoulos last night um, that I bought a couple of oh, weeks Oh, you're joking. Yeah. And then... The the tickets were announced, you know, for the for the Europa League and everything. And I bought, obviously, bought the Panathinaikos ticket without even thinking about the concert. And then I was talking to my friend who I was supposed to go to the concert with, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not coming to that concert." Yeah, I I, I know from my, my own family. Experience. I didn't go to Greece this year, but I'm hearing from every week Onomopoulos has returned as the number one singer this summer in Greece. Oh yeah, he's been he's been hot. My friend, she she goes, you know, Kakos uh, Alex But I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so we we got our dream night. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely worth it. It was definitely worth the teleporia afterwards. Like I said, there was no met, metro, so I we were waiting for like an hour for a bus that took us to not not even. And from there, luckily, there were taxis. Because I was... saw that Teleporia, that's what makes Greece Greece. And the fact yeah. that we won the game and you, you live that atmosphere, that's the icing on the cake. That's the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And as, as I said at the top of the show, honestly, it looked like another magical night in our illustrious European history. When you when you talk Greek clubs in Europe, you only think of Panathinaikos, no one else. There were these, uh, waiting for the bus after the game, there was this, this French couple that I was talking to since I speak English and I was trying to help them out. And they were at the game too. They, you know, we were talking about it. They went to the game too. I don't know if he was a Panathinaikos fan. Oh, like, yeah. But fully French, not like a French Greek or anything. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it was, like you said, it really, it it's back to business, back to normality that Panathinaikos in, in Europe. Next up for us uh, on the European front, it's going to be in October. It, I believe it's a trip to Israel. We face Maccabi Haifa. Yep. We'll, we'll, we won't do a preview for that. It's still too early. We'll, we'll get to that as it comes. We can't underestimate them, though, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other match at the same time that in, in our group, uh, Ren actually had a comfortable win against them. Yeah. So they're they're actually above us. Early days after match day one, uh, Ren first, Panathinaikos second, Villarreal third, Maccabi Haifa in fourth at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're the groups. That... I don't know how much of Ren's win was you know Ren being being good or Maccabi being bad. Essentially, um, I'm I looking at with those. It's it's a bit of both to be honest with you. I mean, Ren, Ren are still undefeated this season. They have one win and four four ties in the French league. Um, you know, they've they've played Lille. I'm seeing here, and they got a tie there. So they're not 
you know, they're still a solid opponent. I think, but I think we can be in contention for those top two spots. Absolutely. Okay. I think that, that's got to be the aim now from here. You, we've got to get six points. I think if we want to be ambitious and go for the top two, six points are a must against the Israeli side over the two legs. Mm-hmm. Villarreal away, that's a bonus game, whatever we get from that. And then Ren in Greece, let's go for a win there. And away is a bonus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Our next match, our next match coming up is actually one of uh, much significance. It's the derby uh, against Ike. And that's at Leo Foros, Monday night, uh, Greek time. Tell me your thoughts on that. I I mean, it's going to be a tough game, as any game against Ike is. Um, if we're going based off of last season, Ike would want to play open field, quick, uh, constant, constant moving, constant attacking. But given what we've seen this this season so far from Panathinaikos, I don't know, I don't know how much I will want to do that. I know they're strong. Yeah, not at Leoforos. I don't think they will, and they're decimated. They had a great win. Credit to them, they had a great win in, in Europe. But mm-hmm. they're going to come to Leoforos with a centre back crisis, and I think, and they're the ones that requested for this game to be pushed back. That's that's why it's it's on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not, not the original Sunday it was scheduled for. And you've got, I know Sturge was talking about it in the chats earlier in the week. Almeida last year saying, I've got the squad to go to handle two competitions. They got two squads essentially. Now they're the ones wanting this game pushed back. Personally, I don't have a problem with that because we're going to go through it inevitably at some stage. We're going to go have a tough European away game and then have a short turnaround to play domestically. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me, and I don't know the answer to it, the referee situation for this one. Will it be Xenel? Will it be an Elena? We don't know. Right, because it's supposed to be a Elena referee, was, but yeah, you know, um, so I don't know if they're gonna be able to change it at this point. I I think it's still unconfirmed, right? Yeah, unconfirmed, unconfirmed. I think it's gonna go on until the last second. Yeah, and I mean, last week I Kolibiakos in at Hagia Sophia. It was supposed to be a Greek referee again, I think, and Olympiakos that time were requesting for Xenu. So, correct. I think I'm guessing the clubs are just assuming that Greek referees will be more easily swayed by the home fans. That's probably what I'm seeing. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? I, I don't know. I'm that. It you seems truly right. Uh, a little bit. I mean, Perez will start. I'm, I don't yeah. know if Vianidi will be back. Juanca will uh, he, he, wasn't he out for a, a month or something? Yeah, that, I think it's he, been a week or two. I, I don't think he's going to be right for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you said, I, I, per, like to start the guys that are hot. Yeah, Bernard. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do with the striker situation. Vianidis or Sporada. That that's up for debate. The rest of the team, I think the centre backs, it's going to pick itself, won't it? Right. I think one, the one guard, I think, will play because he served a suspension for for the European time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, Perez Bernard will start. I'm assuming maybe Vilena comes in for setting. Maybe. Maybe a bit of rotation there. You know, he could put Juricic in that like eight True. winger hybrid. 
to control the midfield. That's kind of... And this is what we said, though. We've got options this season. These are the options we didn't have last season that probably came back to bite us for, for our hunt for that elusive Protasima. Yeah, I mean, Palacios and Mancini started, but like you, like we said, Judy Tits might come in. Aitor might even start. Who knows? You know, he's he's been looking good. Uh, I I think there's going to be some rotation. I mean, it was... Uh, it's it's tiring to play in Europe and to play at the level that we played last night. So I'm, I'm we'll see some rotation at least. The the fact that it's at Lil Foros, the onus is going to be on us to take the game to him. Yes. We we have to go with a mentality that we have to win the game. I think mentality wise, as we said, the, the culture, whatever Jovanovic has done, everyone's buying in. We thumped Banetolikos as we discussed a comfortable two 0 win over Villarreal. Confidence is sky high. Let let's continue it. Let's go from the first minute, press with energy and attack them. That, that's how I see it. It worked against Villarreal. We're playing at home. Let, let's go for it. Obviously, if it was a way different story, you'd, you'd try to go more cagey, try set up to defend a bit more. But, yeah, no, as, that it's at home. Yeah, go for it. Any any and, final thoughts on the eight game? I mean, it's going to be – Leo Fortis is going to be full. Yeah, it's sold out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that – I mean, people are excited. We're coming off of this these last two games from Panatolico and Villarreal. The team is on fire. The fans are fully on board with everything. Leoforos is going to be packed. Uh, yeah, it's it. Now's the time to to strike. I think and get a win over Ike. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. And we did it in the early part of last season as well. So just before we wrap up uh, this show, uh, this episode, we, we've actually received a lot of questions and thoughts uh, on the game. I'm going to mm-hmm. read them out and we'll take turns answering them one by one. Now, the first one is from our, one of our loyal listeners, uh, Spiros Von Das. Uh, this one's for you. Does, qualif- does the quality of opponent and margin of victory impact the coefficient points? Could be a big night for Greece as a whole. I don't think... I don't think the margin does. The margin definitely doesn't. Quality of opponent does it either. Where I think it comes into play here, the Champions League wins are worth more right. than, than Europa League and so on. And, and Europa is worth more than conference. I'm not mm. sure what the point system is, but I believe that's how it works. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that sums it up perfectly. Big night. Yes. He, he, Spiro is also right. Big night for, for Greece as a whole. Olympiakos was the only Greek team that lost. Balk and I got up as well as ourselves. We, we need that 15th place next season. We're up against it. We just need all, all the clubs need to keep going for that. Yeah. Uh, next one know. is actually from... Yes, yeah, sorry, go for it. Uh, it. I remember that it's the Czech Republic that's above us in the, At in the, the ranking. ranking. Yes. And I, I don't know how many clubs they have and what competitions, but if we continue like this and... All four Greek clubs get wins and even move on to the next round, then we should be able to take them into that spot. It's going to hinge, isn't it? If 4 4 can have deep runs making knockouts, playing knockout European football in 2024. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I think next one. Sorry. I think, <laughs> Go for I, it. I think all four clubs will make it to the next round. I think so too. I think so too. I think. Olympiacos will get third at absolute worst in that group. Bal mm. has to get second in that group. No ifs, no buts, no excuses. 
us, I, I really want top two. Third is okay. They sort of let us down with not qualifying for the Champions League. Not that it's a failure, but the fact that we're so close yet so far. Mm. Let, let's really go all out. We I want Europa now. Let, let's go for it and try to get top two. I, their group's a lot harder than ours. If they get third, even though they had a great win, if they get third, they've done well. Let's see if they can attack the Conference League. But again, yeah. you never know. Who gave them a chance at Brighton? Right. And Marseille seems to be, I mean... Yeah, we beat them. Yeah, we beat them. Uh, and even Ajax, I mean, they were up, what, 2-0, 2-1, 3-1, whatever. Yes. And it got That was to a crazy three. game. Who knows? Uh, Panatha fan, actually one of our co-hosts, he also couldn't make it tonight with uh, prior commitments. He asks, is the Schenkenfeld-Magnuson uh, combination our first choice back line? Is Yedvai injured? He was on the bench. He was in the squad. He was in the squad. Uh, I th I think we're at the point where it's just it's a, it's a matter of form. Yeah. No, I think you won't want to rock the boat too much. Keep keep going with Schenkerveld Magnuson. If anything, Touchwood happens, you've got the Gedvay coming in, and he's also very versatile. He can cover mm -hmm. the fullback roles as well. We've also got Palmer Brown, but yeah, I, I'd stick with Schenkerveld Magnuson. He made Schenkerveld captain club captain at the start of the mm -hmm. season when Kudbelis was sold. So that tells me he's a key player in, in Ivan's eyes anyway. Uh, Banatha fan also asks, is Palacios in his best form since we signed him? And finally, he also asks, at what point does Ruben Perez have a break? So I'll leave those both to you. Um, Palacios, I don't think the since we signed him, there was that, not last season, but the season before, um, where he was on fire, I think that was the when he scored against Olympiacos, that nice shot from the side, a little outside of the box. Um, but he's at that level. And if he continues 100%. like this, especially playing in Europe, then we can have a discussion. But for right now, he's at, you know, that the best we've seen him so far, uh, you know, at that level, but not hasn't exceeded his previous form yet. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And Ruben, he, he's one of his main men. Yeah, we've got I squad mean, depth though with Arau there. Arau came in, I think. Different players though. Different player physically. Obviously, Arau is younger. He's strong. I think the the thing with Perez is that he's the engine that drives the game um, as we move from defense to offense. So, I mean, that's, I mean, but that's a matter of mentality and experience. I think some combination of Vilena, Arau kind of rotation, but. Horses for courses, depending on the opponent as well. Right, exactly. And I mean, there could be moments where we see Perez and Arau both playing. Um, uh, Villarreal away, Ren away. That I'd be considering it strongly mm -hmm. for for those games. Uh, we've got now another loyal listener, Alex. Uh, what does Tedin's performance tonight do for his role going forward? Both strikers on the score sheet. Who do you start in the next Europa League match? Does Ivan do his typical ride whoever is hot, or has Forty done enough to earn it? So a couple of questions packed in there from Alex, also one of our loyal listeners. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, setting really, uh, I think he solidified himself as one of the top options for that number eight role. Um, like you said before, though, it depends who we who we play against and how we want to play. But I think he's definitely in those first choices for a midfield spot. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And for the strikers, I, I he's going to keep he's going to keep us guessing, isn't he? He keeps the the journalists, he keeps the media guessing. Jovanovic, he's going to keep us guessing as well. I I personally thought he was going to go with Sportard. I was happy he didn't. Uh, Stoke he went with Forty and it paid off in the end. Mm-hmm. So let's wait and see. Let, let let's we'll judge for the next European match as it gets closer. Let's. Let's try and get the three points against Ike first. <laughs> right. Uh, we've got a th- a three more. Uh, Bill asks, does Aitor get back into the starting lineup? And for who? Because we are so hot right now. He's an option. He's an option. If he were to start, it would be in place of Manchin, my guess would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the moment, I'd, I'd say stick stick with how what we're doing, how we're going. I thought, don't forget, he's coming back from that ACL surgery mm-hmm. that he's had. He was out for almost a full calendar year. I don't think he's naturally, of course, it's I'm not blaming him. He's not the same player as what he was because he was banging in goals for fun every mm-hmm. week. He's not at that level yet, so I'd be happy if we eased him in. But as, as you said earlier, actually, on I thought he's showing good signs, isn't he? Yeah, I think I think we've got a couple more weeks of him coming on as a sub around that 60 to 70th minute mark 100 percent, 100 percent. a couple of more we've got yango christodoulakis when's jovanovic getting the statue built outside the stadium <laughs> in all honesty we shouldn't be scared of any team in this group where do you guys think we'll finish um, I've been saying all for, for the, probably a year now I'm not scared of anyone as long as jovanovic is there Bring on anyone. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. where do you think we'll finish? I think second. Yeah, so do I agree with you. Yeah. And that would be a massive success as a pot four team. If we can jag second spot, coefficient, confidence. And it's it's also about elevating the brand name, the prize money that comes with it. We're playing catch up compared to Ike and Bulk, let alone Olympiakos in, mm. in the money side of things, the, the business commercial side of things. A, a big European run would do wonders for, for that side of things as well. Jovanovic uh, mm. statue, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah. Be- best coach in my time following the club. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the new state. He's got, he's got to win. If he just win, win us a Protafima as well, then, mm. then, then we'll talk as well, I guess. Yeah. We'll see 2026 at the new stadium. <laughs> the new stadium, that's right. Uh, final point before we wrap up, and this is something that you wrote in, so I'll leave it all the floors all yours. Uh, has Potiras entered the conversation in terms of being on the same level as Vianidis? Take us through your thoughts on that one first. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's almost at the level where you can play either one and feel confident going into the match. I think he's it's that squad depth and yeah i mean i for me after what i've seen the last two games he's not the automatic uh substitute he's not the automatic yeah. you know second place yeah. 
I think, and you know, it, it's just a matter of character and giving him the credit for stepping up when he, when it was needed. Yeah. Now talk to me about Sporad and Aral. So like I said earlier, Sporad, I mean, it was good on him that he scored, but he, he could have done better mainly because that shouldn't have gone in. Right. And if he, if that ball didn't go in, everyone would have said, why didn't he pass the ball out left? So that's, that's kind of my concern for him still. Happy that he scored. Hope that he can continue. But, you know, a lot of people were maybe a little too excited seeing that he was on the score sheet. And I'm just reserving a little hesitancy for now. Game at a time. And your, your final point about Bernard, the win experiment, officially ending. I, I think so. I think at this point, we're, we're done uh, seeing it. It's clear now. Yeah. Um, again, like I said earlier, I don't know how much of it was Ivan trying to work him into the wing, maybe because last season I thought was still injured. Um, I don't know how much of it was, you know, his Bernard wanting to play on the wing like he was used to when he was younger. Um, but regardless, now we've moved on and he's taken on to the number 10 role. He's been playing very well, um, creating a lot, scoring a lot. So, so I'm happy to see him in that role and playing very well. No, absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. And I think that just about does us really for this episode. We, we've covered a lot, the Protathlima review, preview, and obviously in between all that, the big European game. And something we haven't really got to do, this, I know the podcast is only quite new, but to have an actual fan experience of someone who was there present. And as I said, it wasn't just a, a, any random game. It was, this is going to be in the memory bank for years to come. It's going to be mm -hmm. one of those magical European nights that we're talking about for many years, I think. Yeah, it was my first European match ever, um, obviously for Panathinaikos. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was an amazing experience. I was very happy to be there. And now every, everyone is just looking forward to the next games to come. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Mitsu, thanks for joining. Guys, follow us on uh, Bowl Fans International. We're, we're everywhere. We're on X stroke Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Give us a follow. Spread the word far and wide. We'll cover anything Panathinaikos related. We also cover the basketball side of things as well. We'll, we'll do that as the season, more in depth as the season progresses as well. EuroLeague is going to come up. The, mm -hmm. the finales uh, for the basketball actually, as a side note, stunning. The red, mm. the red sponsor ruins it a bit, but overall, nice to have the Acropolis on there. Um, as I said, give us a follow, and above all, give us a five-star review, please. If you're listening, we're, we're available everywhere. Spotify, bring in those five-star reviews. It'll help us push things along and j just spread the word. Mitsu, again, thanks for joining us. I'll leave you to it. Namavrisis. Sana mm. again. Uh, I see you're having a blast over there. Apolaf Seto. You're very lucky to, to experience such a magical night. Thanks for joining me again. Take care. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. This is yeah.